Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Hello and welcome to You News for Monday, February 22nd. I'm Lorraine Cáceres. Dozens of Boeing 777 aircraft grounded by airlines after a near disaster over the skies of Denver. A United flight losing pieces of its engine, debris crashing down in a residential neighborhood on Saturday. The Supreme Court ruling that former President Donald Trump must turn over his taxes to the Manhattan District Attorney as criminal probes into the Trump family grow. And a tragic milestone today as the United States officially reports 500,000 residents now dead from COVID-19. People have now succumbed to the pandemic in the United States. And the race for a vaccine speeding up, the United Kingdom approving the Pfizer vaccine, while the CDC unveils official guidelines for who will receive the first doses in this country. This and much more today on You News, recorded live in our newsroom in Miami. The NTSB and FAA are investigating what went wrong after a Honolulu-bound flight was forced to make a return landing after an engine failure Saturday afternoon in the skies over Colorado. Passengers and crew members surviving a terrifying incident in midair. Meanwhile, airlines moving to ground dozens of models of that airplane. Andrea Linares has the latest. Investigators in Colorado are searching for a key piece of evidence to determine what caused that plane engine failure over Denver. Experts are pointing to this video showing a fan blade broken in half. They say finding the other piece of that blade is now critical to the investigation. The really important piece to get back would be that fan blade or the piece of the fan blade because you like to have two sides of the failure. An engine bursting into flames and breaking apart at 15,000 feet. Bob Brown shot the impressive images. He and his wife looked out the window at the right engine. Their feeling could not be described as confidence. We uh, looked at each other, my wife and I, and held hands and just wished our kids would see them again. 231 passengers were on the United flight from Denver to Honolulu on Saturday, many of them reliving that harrowing experience. All of a sudden there was a loud sound and then it got really, really bad. I thought lightning struck the plane at first. Brenda Dawn was sitting next to her two daughters. At one point I turned and I, I to talk to her and I could see debris flying at our window. And so I just kind of told her, you know, Let's not look outside and let's close this window and um, let's just let's just pray this out. And that's kind of what we did to calm down. Meanwhile, on the ground, massive pieces of the plane rained down on this Colorado neighborhood. Debris crashing through the roof of this home. This large chunk of metal landing in Kirby Clements' front yard. The whole sky was just covered with that just falling down like ash from a fire or something. I mean, that, that debris is scattered for blocks and blocks around. Luckily, with prayers and tears, United Flight 328 reached its unplanned destination, landing back in Denver International Airport. No one on board or on the ground was injured. Emergency crews covered the engine in foam. 
Now the FAA is ordering immediate or stepped-up inspections of Boeing 777s that use a 4000 model engine built by Pratt & Whitney. 69 of the aircraft were in use and 59 more were in storage. The company said the suspensions would remain in effect until the Federal Aviation Administration identified an appropriate inspection protocol for the aircraft. Airliners say they only expect a small number of customers to be inconvenienced while they switch aircrafts. In Miami, Florida, Andrea Linares, U News. Thank you, Andrea, for that report. And in other national news, more than 26,000 people remain without power in Louisiana and Mississippi Sunday following Thursday's winter storm. Electric company Entergy shared photos of some of the damage to its infrastructure that is currently under repair. The ice storm blew out 502 transformers and knocked down 442 utility poles. Meanwhile, residents of Houston no longer need to boil their water before drinking it. The city of Houston has had a boil water notice in effect since Wednesday. Historic freezing temperatures in Texas caused the water pressure to drop throughout many cities, affecting the quality of the tap water there. And over the past few days, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has helped raise nearly $5 million so far to help Texans hit hard by winter storms. The New York uh, Democrat joined some fellow lawmakers in Houston Saturday to tour damage and distribute supplies. Jo Joe Biden approved a major disaster declaration for the state, which allows FEMA to bring in more resources. And this week, congressional Democrats returned to Washington and they're directing their full attention toward President Joe Biden's agenda, including his own $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill. Edwin Pitti has the latest from Washington, D.C. Edwin? Hi, Lorraine. Definitely a busy week ahead here on Capitol Hill, starting with the House Budget Committee discussing the future of Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. There are parts of the bill, such as the increase of the minimum wage to $15 an hour, that continues to create tensions between Democrats and Republicans. But the bill is expected to make it to the way all the way to the House floor for a vote later this week. Biden's proposal includes direct payments to millions of Americans. We're talking about $1,400 per person, so a family of four could get up to $5,600, and also an extension of $400 in weekly unemployment benefit that are set to expire next month. Now, when it comes to help for small businesses, the Biden administration announced an expansion of the payment protection program designed to help minorities. Starting Wednesday, business owners with fewer than 20 employees will have an exclusive two-week window to apply for funding. Then in March, new rules will enable some businesses previously excluded from the program to participate. Those include self-employed people and independent contractors, and the PPP program will also open to business owners with non-fraud-related felonies, those delinquent on federal student loans, and some non-citizen residents. Lorraine? Edwin, the confirmation hearing for Biden's pick for attorney general is underway. What can we expect? That's right, Lorraine. Mary Garland started testifying this morning before the Senate Judiciary Committee, and as expected, he's navigating his way through confirmation by answering all kinds of questions that include sensitive cases, such as the January 6th riot on the U.S. Capitol. 
cases related to former President Donald Trump, a possible investigation of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo for his handling of nursing home debts related to the coronavirus pandemic. He was also pressed on questions regarding the ongoing investigation of President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, for possible tax and financial crime. But it's important to remember that Garland spent the past two decades as a federal judge here in Washington, D.C., and because of his record, more than 150 former Justice Department officials from both parties are supporting his nomination to become the next attorney general. Live in Washington, D.C., Lorraine, back to you. Thank you, Edwin, for all that information. And in immigration news, a group of 25 asylum seekers was allowed into the United States on Friday. That was the start of efforts to unwind one of former President Donald Trump's most restrictive immigration policies, which forced thousands to wait in Mexico for their U.S. cases to be heard. President Joe Biden pledged during his campaign that he would immediately rescind the Trump policy known as the Migrants Protection Protocols, under which more than 65,000 mostly Central American asylum seekers were denied entry and sent back across the border pending their court hearings. Most returned home, but some stayed in Mexico in sometimes squalid or dangerous conditions, waiting for their cases to be heard in immigration courts. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's administration has come under fire for its first immigration overhauls. On one hand, some activists say White House guidance on immigration agent protocols doesn't go far enough, while more than a dozen federal prosecutors say that eliminating immigration enforcement puts communities at risk. Rafael Rodriguez brings us, brings us that story. The American Civil Liberties Union tweeted that the White House's new directive for ICE continues to give its agents broad discretion to carry out operations that separate families. And this pro-immigrant activist agrees. This messaging continues to allow agents to go ahead with a deportation and doesn't give us enough tools to stop a deportation once that process has begun. Other community leaders indicate that even though the guidance states that deportations should be curtailed, they don't trust the agents' actions. We already know that the majority of those agents are racist. How are you going to leave the future of our people in their hands? It's already been 12 years since Obama and Biden promised us a better system. Immigration attorneys clarifying the scope of this directive. This is not amnesty. It's not a pardon to undocumented immigrants. It's just a set of instructions, a guide. President Biden, meanwhile, also receiving criticism from state attorneys general and one mayor along the border. In this letter, 18 state prosecutors ask Biden not to stop the deportation of immigrants accused of sex crimes. Meanwhile, in a message posted to social media, the mayor of Del Rio, Texas, is asking President Biden to stop releasing undocumented immigrants in his community due to the coronavirus crisis and other major issues. Reported by Viviana Avila, Rafael Rodriguez, U News. More of U News after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. The effects of COVID-19 will be felt for decades to come. Both parties are very far apart. Approximately 250,000 people have lost their lives. U News covers the news of your world. It makes it easy to understand. Your world, your news. U News on Fusion. Welcome back to U News. 
A death toll due to COVID-19 expected to reach a new devastating milestone today. 500,000 lives lost since the start of the pandemic. Despite cases and hospitalizations declining, Dr. Anthony Fauci warning we still have a long road ahead. Here's the very latest. The U.S. on Monday expected to reach a chilling milestone, 500,000 deaths due to COVID-19. The president holding a moment of silence and lighting a candle for those who have lost the battle. It's nothing like we've ever been through in the last 102 years since the 1918 influenza pandemic. Dr. Anthony Fauci warning we still have a long way ahead of us, saying Americans might be wearing masks into 2022. The latest forecast from the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation predicting another 91,000 COVID-19 deaths could happen by June 1st. And that's the reason why we keep insisting to continue with the public health measures, because we don't want this to get much worse than it already is. Meanwhile, variants are still spreading. New York reporting its first case of the South African variant in Long Island. Amidst the devastating loss and despite concerns of a new surge, the U.S. making progress in the fight against the pandemic. Nationwide, cases falling by 73 percent and hospitalizations dropping by nearly 55 percent. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. I see a bright light at the end of the tunnel. I see things truly turning around. You're seeing that everywhere. And I've been every part of the state. We're seeing things turn around. Vaccination efforts expected to pick up this week after last week, extreme weather conditions forced appointment cancellations and caused distribution delays of about 6 million doses. Hopefully we'll be able to go back and vaccinate all those people that we have to reschedule or had to cancel. According to the latest CDC data, so far 75 million doses have been distributed and 63 million doses administered. Of those, 43 and a half million people have now received at least one dose of the vaccine and nearly 19 million people have been fully vaccinated. Many around the country eager for their turn, some willing to take extreme measures to skip the queue. In Florida, the Orange County Sheriff's Department releasing this video of two women dressed up as elderly to get their shots. A new Mayo Clinic study not yet peer-reviewed found the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines prevented COVID-19 infection a month after just the first dose. Many experts have suggested maybe limiting shots to one to help speed up vaccination efforts, but the CDC is so far not considering the idea. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review. Join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.